Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode of the Cult Popshow podcast was brought to you by our Patreon. If you want to tell us which films we should watch, get up to two extra exclusive podcasts a month, give us something to talk about in the post-credit scenes at the end of each episode, or even contribute to the discussion in the episode itself, then please consider joining the cult and donating at www.patreon.com slash One and all, um, one and only. To the worst. Welcome to our worst, one and only listener. Welcome to the worst podcast in the world. Um, this is a podcast where the host kept up a pretty good, consistent run uh, for about seven years, and then in their old age, are just we're releasing episodes late. Richard, we're skipping entire weeks. We're mm. we we're further behind our Patreon upload schedule than we've ever been we're bad people and there's no two ways about it mm. how do you feel about this good okay well great <laughs> at least one of us feels good about it um welcome to the cop option podcast my name is aj over there is richard and this is a show where we talk about movies we're breaking new ground in talking about movies people typically watch movies mm. and what we do is we discuss what that experience was like when we watched it um and because uh we are doing the star trek movies uh this uh, month we um <laughs> sorry just got distracted by a notification that someone named on twitter named isla grace debutts is following us now wow shout out to isla um you've got a last name that made me think of butts <laughs> uh that we because we don't going through star trek our patreon our neglected patreon um we're not able to give us a franchise to cover because we split star trek up into three parts mm -hmm. uh so what we said to them instead was hey give us an off week to talk about so that's what we called the the in-between episodes well, important to note as well that i'm mm -hmm. i'm going to i'm in 24 hours and 20 minutes i am hopping on a plane to well technically to san francisco and then after a nine hour oh you're going wait. the aj pilgrimage yes. the aj trail uh would yes. not recommend it <laughs> <laughs> um and then to london um mm. but yeah no i'm uh, by the time this is out i will have caught up with our, our friend and listener mike noise oh nice yeah. he didn't come to see me in san francisco well I guess, I guess i'm the favorite i don't know what to tell you yeah well clearly uh yeah so all all to be said like there's been a lot of time crunch uh lately so we asked our patreon give us something to talk about in one of our off weeks uh and there was a draw between two options uh and one of the options required no prep from us and so that one's mysteriously pulled ahead in the last 10 minutes. The last 30 seconds. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> I, I will say, though, that the other idea is just as good and we will do it at some point next time yeah. we need an off week. Like, it's yeah. it's not a case. Like, this one is being done now, but Vinny, I believe, suggested the other one. You did not lose. Vinny suggested, or Vincent Lara suggested the, uh, the runner-up. But the winner is from a man or person. I don't know. I don't know, Richard, uh, it's who simply goes by Hayden. So I feel like, unless it's a Hayden Panettiere situation, it was safe to assume the pronouns, though it never is. Yeah, I that's a weird thing that. to be, yeah, that's a, unless it's this uh, scenario, which, you know, fully Isn't exists. Isn't that uncommon? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, a person named Hayden has won with the suggestion of franchise, franchise, franchise. <laughs> cut recording richard let's just start the whole goddamn mess again it's franchise i don't have time, I don't have time to start again 
<laughs> franchise crossover face-off. Randomly draw two franchises, then try to pitch a crossover film. AJ versus Richard. Well, what a coincidence, Richard. You're in luck, Hayden, because I am AJ. And I'm Richard, and you're listening to the Cult Pop Show podcast. <laughs> Alrighty, do you have the random number generator up? Oh, I reckon I could bloody... Uh, oh, I reckon thing. I could swing that for you, mate. <laughs> Alright. Uh, okay, so so are I'm we gonna... going to the... The ranked list or the... I'm on the ranked list of all the franchises, but I've ordered it by when added. So it's just the ad- the order we did episodes. But that doesn't change doesn't... the numbers, though. Oh, my God. You're right. Okay, well, let's just go from the ranked list in general, then. Okay. Alrighty, so you're going to draw um, a random number from the random number generator. We're going to draw two each, and that will be... Then we'll each pitch. We'll go away for 10 seconds. Yeah. And while the other person's talking, probably think of our idea. Um, and then we'll pitch a crossover. And we'll do this back and forth for 45 minutes. Oh, How does that sound? the podcast just sort of ends. Well, okay. Do I... <laughs> I'm, I'm going to... In the interest of good faith, I'm going to quickly add the missing franchises from this because we haven't updated this list in a little while. Do we have on the ranked list? Yeah, but then we don't get the numbers. Right. I'm just saying we'll go by the ranked numbers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, yeah. that way you're not adding <laughs> yeah, franchises yeah. on air to yeah. your letterbox well, list. <laughs> all right. I mean, it doesn't. it's a random okay. number, so it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. I wasn't listening. So are we getting... You get two and I get two? Yeah, we'll yeah. do two each. Okay, cool. One and 189 franchises we've covered, so... Is this your first one or my first one? Um, you can take this one, buddy. 124. Franchise 124, Richard. I'm looking right at it. It is Walt Disney's The Jungle Book. Okay. It's franchise 124. Do you want to give me my first franchise now? Yours is... 143. 143. I'm going to give myself... Oh, just shy of Barbie. Oh. I've got Sisterhood of the Travelling Pants. A really enduring franchise for the life yeah. of the podcast. I feel like we're always talking about Sisterhood of the Travelling Pants. Um, This has given me flashbacks to film franchise Fight from a few months mm. ago, which... um. Maybe this is the obvious and much better application of that format. Uh, is, hey, is that was idea. your format, buddy. All right. All right. So second I got Sister one. of the Traveling Pants. You've got Jungle Book. What's your second one? 164. These are all very low franchises. Very low franchises. Richard, you are going to pitch us a crossover between The Jungle Book and... Big Fat Liar. Big Fat Liar. <laughs> and you're doing Sisterhood yep. versus... Yep. 131. 131, which is... Lady and the Tramp. Lady and the Tramp. Very old Disney going on here. All right. Well, who wants to go first? You've had the idea. You've had your pair up for longer, so you've got to pitch me a crossover between The Jungle Book and... um, What was your second one? Big Fat Liar. Big Fat Liar. Go, Richard. Go! Okay. So, (laughs) imagine... Uh, imagine, if you will, you're in high school, all right? You're in high school. Is that where you go to learn how to pee? (laughs) (laughs) Don't make fun of my idea. Oh, okay. (laughs) You are in high school Mm. and there's this new kid starts. He sits next to you. He introduces himself and his name. He says, call me Mo. And so... As oh you God, develop this friendship with Mo, <laughs> Mo, he starts to tell you about these adventures that he had with a bear. Oh my God. A boa constrictor. Jesus Christ. A, what else? Oh, I don't know. What a else tiger. did they have in there? <laughs> A tiger, yeah, Shere Khan. He's telling you all these stories. And and you're thinking... This guy's full of this shit. Guy, <laughs> this guy sounds like a big fat liar. <laughs> But the thing is that you think, uh, well, this clearly didn't happen to him, but there's maybe not a story there, but there's certainly a series of vignettes. And so you actually take the idea. I'm you're you're the Paul Giamatti uh, AJ Alexander Joneses. Yes, yeah, yeah, so I'm getting okay. you to play him. And Paul Giamatti. Who's that supposed That's to be? That's supposed to be Paul Giamatti. They're like the best Paul Giamatti impression. You've got to say his name to do it. Mm. The Giamatti, really like. Ah. And 
So you steal his ideas, and then Mowgli, mm. well, Mo, Mo is revealed to be Mowgli wow. at the halfway point of the film, and he he gets his all his jungle friends mm. and sicks them on you, mm. gets them to paint you blue, blue, <laughs> and uh, you know there's a series of antics, the song, and of course, for example, such forth. And I fulfilled <laughs> the brief of the episode, etc., <laughs> mm. etc. <cetera>, et <laughs> Cool. So that's, I think that's one point to me. Okay, that's one point to you. All right, Richard, I'm going to tell you a story called Sisterhood of the Traveling Cocker Spaniel. Now, actually, it's going to be called Brotherhood of the Traveling Cocker Spaniel. And it's about a group of lads, <laughs> and one day this Cocker Spaniel should probably be the tramp, shouldn't it? What's the tramp? Is he a schnauzer? So it's it, this is a, a Cocker Spaniel that fits all of these boys. Well, that's what I'm thinking. What dog is tramp is best for having sex with <laughs> no, is no, that no. where you're going he's a mixture of a schnauzer and a terrier all right let's it's called it's called brotherhood of the traveling schnauzer terrier cross <laughs> schnauzer schnauzer um and it's about these lads who are just kicking kicking some cans <laughs> down by the train tracks one day uh and they are approached by a timid young schnauzer terrier cross and they're like, yeah, we'll hang out with the Schnauzer Terrier Cross. They call him Tramp. Well, maybe that's already his name. Is his name Tramp? I can't remember. Huh. Anyway, they the Tramp is walking home with with one of the brothers, one of the one of the boys, and um, one of the lads. And this girl that he has a crush on from school is she like lives lives next door to him, and she's like, oh my god, what's she wearing on her bottom half? Very, and you can't just ask someone that, Richard. You've got to earn. No, I'm asking. You've got it's to just earn locker room talk. Guys talk about this kind of stuff all Oi, the bro, time. What was she wearing on her bottom half? <laughs> tell me more. Tell me more. What was she wearing on her bottom half? <laughs> that was the the best example of locker room talk I could muster from the recesses of my memory. Um, and she, and she's suddenly showing interest in him because he's got this dog, and he's like, oh my god, this dog's the key to it all. And then one of the other brothers is like. Or right, let me try. And he walks the dog past a girl he likes. And lo and behold, all four boys discover that the girls they like are much more interested in them when they have the dog. Naturally, because they're men, and in the female version of the story that already exists, that they, they quite comfortably share the pair of genes. <laughs> and in mm. this story, it becomes violent very quickly as these, <laughs> as these young men are like, it's my turn with the tramp. Um, eventually leading to, Richard, uh, the untimely death of tramp as they wow. uh, pull him apart piece by piece. And a very um, King, I, King Solomon. I was with you until the end there. A violence towards animals is the one thing I can't condone. In the in my um, pitch, yeah, the uh, my animals are actually committing violent acts against you. Yeah, well, that's fine, I, which I can condone. I didn't stop you you telling your story. You might not like it, but these these this is what it looks like. Well, I'm just saying that I'm for as established up at all this point i guess i am divvying out the points this feels flawed. and this is affecting uh, your score AJ, okay okay well what if i phrased it differently so it wasn't as grotesque mm, what if i said that out. that the love of the boys for this pet dog was eventually so much that the schnauzer terrier cross unfortunately passed away I, I was thinking along the lines of... Um, they have sex with the dog. No, spoilers for the film Another Round. <laughs> okay, skip ahead for spoilers for a real yeah. good movie that you probably don't want spoiled. Yeah. Mm. Well, do you, you know the plot of Another Round. You've seen it, yeah, right? Yeah, That like So it's a similar thing. Group of four friends that have this one thing in common. Mm. I... I thought it was going to end more like that. No, no. In this story, it'd be like if alcohol itself was murdered by the four men. Mm. And that's okay, my story. Half a point. Okay, a point. that's fair. All right, let's get out some more numbers. <laughs> 107. Richard, I'm looking right at 107. It's Olympus Has Fallen. Do you want it or should I? Uh, yeah, this one. All right, I'll go Olympus Has Fallen. What's your first one? 75. 
Richard? 75. I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll leave the first 100 open, you leave the second 100 okay, open. Okay, you tell me what 75 is then. 75 is Sleepaway Camp. All right, so you're going Sleepaway Camp. What's my pairing? What am I pairing, uh, Olympus? 112. Olympus has fallen, is crossing over with Transformers, a very organic uh, pairing not? for a franchise. And Sleepaway Camp is pairing with... 119. 119, Richard. Sleepaway Camp, my friend, is pairing with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Two very congruent crossovers here. Crossovers that are not outside the realms of possibilities. Yeah. I think. And listen, here's my idea right away, Richard. Mm. Prime has fallen. Wow. So the easy thing to do here would be like, well. Optimus has fallen, surely. But is Prime not a cooler Optimus? Yeah, but it's more like Olympus. Yeah, but isn't the new one just called, like, Guy Has Fallen or something? <laughs> Dude, has Dude fallen. this guy fell. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, the obvious idea would be to put Transformers on Earth in the Has Fallen universe. I'm, I'm taking the Has Fallen structure and putting that on Cybertron, uh, where... Is Optimus Prime like the fucking president <laughs> in, in Cybertron? I don't know. Oh. The point is, is he's died, and the only, the only, or he's been kidnapped, or he's fallen. He's died. Okay. He's died. Uh, and um, the other Transformers must bandy together to save to save the day from Megatron. This is just. This has got to be just what like a Transformers movie is already about, right? Like, I, I, does, doesn't he die in the animated film that we never watched? No, he dies all the time. Yeah, okay. So this is actually a real bad, unoriginal idea. Okay, it's set on Earth, Richard, uh, and oh, Mike okay. Banning, the classic name, the classic designed in it by a committee, first and last name to be remembered, uh, but hmm. somehow they've landed on Mike Banning, which I it worked think, on you. I, but I on only me. remember it because of how unrememberable it is. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're in the Transformers timeline. Everyone knows Transformers are a thing. Uh, and then um, Optimus Prime is taken out and Mike Banning, who is, you know what, Mike Banning, now the president of the United States himself. He, he got up there. Oh, wow. Um, and he he joins forces with Aaron Eckhart, the ex-president. Morgan Freeman, mm-hmm. I think, was, did eventually become the president. Yeah. Um, and they, they join forces to uh, figure out how to... The problem with this one, the reason why you guys are listening to this and being like, geez, AJ, this is... Both ideas you've pitched have been boring as shit. It's because it's just so <laughs> obvious that the connection between them is like, yeah, they'd slip together really well and the result would be a forgettable action movie. <laughs> mm. So, yeah, yeah, I think I actually fulfilled the brief and deserve a point. Okay, you get one point. Thank you. So you're on one and a half. Now you have to do the unenviable task of trying to figure out how to cross over Sleepaway Camp with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Well, so the thing is, I think they would slip together pretty well. Wow. And, you know. Um, well, the, the interesting thing is that kind of what we've done so far is like taking, like merging the plots of the, the, the films. Mm-hmm. So it's like, like my Jungle Book one was less about like, oh, this character meets this character. It's just like, but then like Bigger Fat Elia mm. was just this you know essentially a remake of the first one and so and is this not actually fulfilling the brief of the of what hayden put forward like are we uh are we not pitching crossover films we're pitching as if they were mashed together whereas yeah whereas hayden is actually asking for a crossover in the sense of like freddy versus jason where the two established yeah and so right why kind of what i'm going for with Prime has fallen, I guess was that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I'm going for with Sleepaway Texas Chainsaw Camp. Camp Camp Chainsaw. Okay. Um, Chainsaw Camp or Sleepaway yeah. Chainsaw. And so, I've forgotten um most of the characters involved. Name? What's the the main character in Sleepaway Camp? The killer. I don't know. Sleepaway. Angela Baker. Angela Baker. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I I would like to. Richard, I've never told you this before. But when you look stuff up on the podcast, I am always amazed by how quick you do it. <laughs> you always do it so fast, and I don't hear any typing, and you're just like Angela Baker. Somehow you manage to type, what is the main character's name in the Sleepaway <laughs> Camp franchise? Something that, this is how long that would take me. 
<laughs> and that uh, didn't give me the right answer, and I spelt it horribly incorrect. Because <laughs> you were rushing. Yeah, because I was rushing, but you were like this. Oh, what is it? Angela Baker. You're like fucking... <laughs> I'm so glad you said something about that, because... And it's been happening I, for years. <laughs> I impress myself with it. Like, <laughs> I like it as, like... like there was a period of time where it was we would joke about like googling stuff during the podcast, mm. and it was like it was kind of, it was my thing for like a few weeks. But I I I love listening back to episodes where I just like have to quickly Google something and then have it. Well, let's up very base the whole episode around it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And for those but listening, anyway, so- I never edit how long it takes Richard to. I don't need to. I don't need to. <laughs> Uh, so angela baker Mm. yeah i want to continue the storyline of because you remember how it was like sleepaway camp and then return to sleepaway camp yeah we're we're like direct sleep but then like two three and yeah or maybe maybe it's just finally finishing sleepaway camp for the survivor (laughs) but like filling it in with footage from the texas chainsaw (laughs) i like that idea actually No, I, yeah, I would want to do, like that. You you'd you'd be playing with the timelines a little bit and stuff like that. But the, you remember the Leatherface prequel that we watched that has Leatherface, yeah, and it has like they escape like a mental asylum at the start, and then they're on the run for a long time. And something that I think we didn't see in that film was that while trying to lay low for a little bit, they did actually stay at a sleepaway camp and. I actually kind of think that that's where Leatherface got his thirst for blood, you know? Right. Like, it was it was witnessing all of the murders being done by Angela Baker. And, I mean, maybe this would actually make more sense in the Sleepaway Camp 2 and 3 when the kills are all really creative mm. and, um, and kind of silly. And, you know, at the end when most of the campers have passed away, it's down to just Leatherface <laughs> and Angela Baker. And it's it's like a, hey, kid, you want to join the family business? Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. Because they're also, t- turns out they're related or something. Right, okay, cool. Well, 10 points. <laughs> ten, ten, ten <laughs> okay. points on that one. Cool, I'm on 11 points yeah, I don't and know you're on one and a half. Why I think um, uh, saying passed away is so funny at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> i'm a big fan shout out to a youtube channel which i haven't i haven't talked about much um on discord or anything there's a youtube channel i love called any austin um and he does videos that are like he'll go to like some random point in legend of zelda ocarina of time and be like look at this place isn't this kind of weird like he does like un- he calls it unremarkable and odd places in video game and he also does a great series i think you would like where he does um a census of fictional like video game cities so he'll go to like <laughs> white run or something in like skyrim or whatever and try to work out who has a job so he can write down if, there, if there's an un- how bad the so all the videos are called like um you know this level in video game uh, has a 10% unemployment rate or something like that. And the videos <laughs> him trying to figure out if people have jobs. Really good stuff. Anyway, he did one video where he was talking about Lego Star Wars, I think. And he talks mm. about the, he was talking about the the med bay where Luke and Leia are born. And the way he described it, he's just like, and this is of course the the area in the, in the hospital where Padme passed away and it's like she was a real person like like he treated with such dignity and respect and it stuck with me and that's that's why passed away is my new joke (laughs) all right so you ready for another let's do it all right i'll take the first one this time 157 richard you you are going to be crossing over the noble dignified franchise uh 157 of 101 dalmatians the live action glenn close version okay live and your first one is 115 and richard i'm gonna be tackling a crossover between a film we don't yet know and peter jackson's the hobbit (laughs) (laughs) okay uh and i'm my other one is 
137. Why? I don't. I don't know what is going on with this. That they're all over a hundred. Oh, Richard, you're gonna Almost. hate this. Oh, Richard, you're gonna kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Your crossover is between. Actually, I'm gonna let you guess. What is the least? What critters. Is, it's critters. You got critters. <laughs> <laughs> you got 101 Dalmatians and critters. Presumably, okay. the idea is. 101. Is. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 100 and 100 critters, but I'll leave the specifics here. Okay, oh God. What was my first one? The Hobbit and Fear Street. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you you go first. So I'm pitching a film called 101 Critters. What? (laughs) No, I, I think that, uh, I mean, it's going to take me a second to remember what happens in Critters. Um, it's going to take you more than a second, bro. That's going to take you re- skimming through one of the films. Uh, yeah. It was it was Bargain Bin Gremlins, but they went to space in it. And there was that one... Oh, well, okay, the main thing I remember about there's Gremlins... There's that one dude that looked like Dave, young Dave Grohl. Yeah, it was the, um, the Power of the Night. But I was sung by Johnny Steele, yeah. Um, which I just very quickly looked up, yeah. And um, I, yeah, I would want to figure out some way to include that. Uh, the power of the night, the streets are cold. This is such a like production note and not at all an idea yet. I want to include <laughs> a song that's in one of the films of it. <laughs> yeah, no, I th- I think that it would be the the critters would replace the um the, the, the sort of character or the, the need for a cruella deville type and ah. so i think that it's it's the Ooh. critters that ug the like leader yeah. of the critters yeah. or whatever it, it the, it's it needs the 101 dalmatians to power right. fucking as jet I've got, fuel i've got a suggestion engines. for your idea is it a production note no no it's a fundamental <laughs> can we <story> include <laughs> um, yeah what if it's flipped? So instead of someone trying Cruella to... Cruella DeVille needs 101 critters. It's 101 critters want to Cruella DeVille's skin. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's much scarier, right? Because in, the, mm. in Dalmatians, it's just one woman after them. It's one force. This is 101 aliens want to skin you alive. Yeah, and it's I'd use the... I mean, it's still live action Dalmatians. I would use the uh, Emma Stone, mm. so she's a, at least a somewhat sympathetic portrayal. Mm, yeah, right. Nice. Mm. Well, I have hundred and one spe- critters want to skin you alive. That's what it's called. Okay, this I've spent this entire time workshopping your idea and not even considering the Hobbit. <laughs> the Fear Street meets the Hobbit. But we're gonna call it. Um, oh, okay. What year does the Hobbit? Hobbit. Because isn't Middle Earth like Earth in the past? Yeah. Oh, it's Earth in the future? And the Third Age. Okay, we're going to call it Fear mm. Street 2942, uh, which is mm-hmm. when The Hobbit ends. Um, yep. And so uh, what we're doing here, Richard, is it's it's a mini-series. It's a trilogy. It's a trilogy that is somehow... It combines both the two very different but equally insufferable flavors of both the Hobbit trilogy and the Fear <laughs> yeah. Street trilogy. So this is going to be very lofty, very big plans, but then also mm-hmm. very rushed. And it's going to feel almost too cinematic, like too overbaked, and then somehow feel also very made for TV. <laughs> yeah. So what happens is Bilbo Baggins is hanging out in the Shire, um, and then whatever the force from fear street <laughs> that was prevalent What's her name um sarah no but what the... wasn't it like there was like something that made sarah fear yeah sarah yeah but there was something that made... and she she put a curse on them she and put a curse they on touched the her bones and shit yeah right so because we're set in 2942 uh which isn't that far in the future for middle earth maybe it is in the past <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, okay. What if it's just the Hobbit, but the, one of the like creepy monsters is chasing around the Shire, um, and uh, it yeah, it so it's like this this uh, pumpkin pumpkin head or something like that. Um, we can work out the finer details later. Mm. But it's 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 running around the Shire. The first film in the in the franchise, The Hobbit. No, Fear Street, Fear Shire, twenty nine forty two, nice. um, takes place just after The Hobbit, where they they are attacked by some kind of horror movie monster, um, and there's a trilogy which follows the Lord of the Rings timeline, and then if there were a third, oh, the Silmarillion timeline because it's a prequel, mm. and uh, yeah, so. What what I think is the nugget of a legitimately good idea in here is doing a slasher set in the Shire. I forget everything else I've said. Forget everything else slash I've Shire. said. Slash Shire, Richard. Slash Shire. Let's do a slasher set in the Shire. That's the idea. Forget everything else that I said. <laughs> okay. Because because okay. that's not even that far outside of the cinematic language of Lord of the Rings. Like remember when in Fellowship of the Ring when the the um the dudes and cloaks come to the Shire to look for, mm. for whoever. <laughs> I'm the worst New Zealander. <laughs> like, you know, when someone turns up to the Shire, um, yeah, there you go. And Gollum can be there because everyone likes Gollum. Everyone thinks that he did it. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Who's revealed to be the killer? You're not going to believe it. It's like... Samwise Gangel. No, it's his little fucking daughter. <laughs> it's the little daughter that he has at the end of Return of the King. Where is the it's set It's the real-life wife of Sean Astin, <laughs> and who wasn't life. comfortable with him killing, uh, kissing someone yeah. on screen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's the idea. <laughs> okay, uh, so... How many points Another two. You, you get uh, a thousand. What? Yes! <laughs> okay. So, here you go. This is your first one. Okay. 24. 24. Finally, I get to give you one. Jesus. 24. AJ, you're not going to believe this. I don't, I'm not going to believe anything you say. <laughs> uh, you get the 400 blows. <laughs> the adventures of Antoine Duanel. The adventures. And what adventures they were. 126. Richard, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> I'm not going to believe a goddamn word that comes out of your mouth. You have got the knocked up slash this is 40 duology. Okay, fun. You, your second one is? 13. 13. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Harry Potter. Oh, that's such an obvious one. <laughs> yes. That's great. Um, And mine is? 183. Oh, God. So you've got, God, what is that going to be? You've got knocked up slash this is 40 and you're mixing that with, uh, there's just, it's not ranked. We don't have 183 franchises. We only have 182 according to this. Oh, one. that's so funny. I put 189. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll let me rank, get a new number then. Okay. 140. 140. So you have got. What's your first one? Knocked up slash this is 40. You are crossing that over somehow, Richard, with Camp Rock. Fantastic. All right. You kick us off with your 400 blows, Harry Potter. Okay. So we're going we're going obvious here again, but there are other wizarding schools. And presumably mm. there's one in France. Now, yeah, French fucking losers Fr- Fr- go to French, them as well. French Hogwarts. Um, and I'm pitching... Frogwarts. I'm pitching, we're going to call this, uh, people will say it's an alternate timeline, but I'm going like, we never said this didn't happen. Uh, And Mm. that is a story that takes place in between the short film Antoine and Colette uh, and Mm. whatever the, was it Stolen Kisses was the third one? Mm. Something like that. Um, We're going to have to recast Antoine Dwinelle, but Timothy Chalamet exists, so there we go and he does speak french and he speaks french his name sounds french god yeah that is french um so he goes to french hogwarts which is called frogwarts frogwarts it's called of course it's called frogwarts um frogwarts now what would what would jk rowling name it frogwarts (laughs) (laughs) yeah she would call it no she'd call it frog surrender (laughs) yeah 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 The most offensive thing you can call. The, they and um, their version of Hogsmeade would be a um, a pub called the White Flag. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> what an astute observation we had there. That's great. That's good stuff. People will <laughs> like that, Richard. Jot that. Write that down. People will like the frog surrender riff. <laughs> All right, so he goes to Frog. Remind me to revisit that. He, Check, let's circle back on this. He goes to in two weeks when the episode's out. He goes to Frog Surrender, uh, and you might be going, guys, fellas, you are not getting Timothy Chalamet for this. And to that, I say, mm. Wonka looks ridiculous, and this is about as stupid as that. Mm. Um, so yeah, Antoine Duenel. Uh, goes to to Frog Surrender, um, where you know he's there's all this shit going on. There's he's trying to learn spells. He's gonna he's trying to defeat this like dark lord that is just hanging around or whatever. And just has a real stereotypical French name like Jean Luc Picard. <laughs> yeah, Jean Luc Picard is this dark French wizard that's causing a muck. And many believe that there there be a prophecy, Richard, which states that Antoine Duanel is the is the Harry Potter of nineteen sixty four or whatever it came out, right? Like people mm. people think he is the the key to to saving, to delivering frog surrender from the clutches of jean-luc picard um but unfortunately antoine duanel could not give a shit about any of this because he is in love with his teacher who's who's uh, <laughs> older than him but not older than him enough for him to really consider it to be a, too much of a challenge um there's this beautiful uh professor of let's say defense against the dark arts or something the one harry potter class i remember um mm. and he's in love with her and, and to french against the dark arts <laughs> very good and everyone ever you know <laughs> write, the, that down, write that down <laughs> write that down write that down and you know the dumbledore the, the the headmaster of frog surrender is like antoine you have this responsibility to deliver Thug surrender from the clutches of Jean-Luc Picard. And he's like not even listening to him because he's just doodling his teacher naked. Um, mm. And all of this becomes kind of disturbing because um, because this film takes place in a different time. The filmmakers aren't uh, as reserved as you would hope of of making this romance actually come to fruition. Mm. Uh, and it doesn't, it doesn't become official or anything, but he he does kiss his teacher at one point um mm. and she ends up breaking his heart and she's like i'm too old for you and he's like fuck it i don't even know if i want to be a wizard then uh and he goes back to france for the events of stolen kisses wow the what what would the um the french sorting hat found sound like i feel like he'd be fun he'd be like which as do you want <laughs> Not, oh. not Slytherin, eh? Not uh, frog's legs, eh? <laughs> frog's legs. Uh, you'd be a good uh, frog. <laughs> they all the houses are called frog, like frog. Yeah, yeah. Legs. No, there's like you. I put you in the stinky poo poo house. <laughs> there's stinky poo poo house, frog's legs house, frog's tongue house, and then just frog house and baguette. Baguette, frog baguette, <laughs> not frog baguette. Not frog baguette. <laughs> uh, so that was good. Thank you. How, Thank you. How many points is that? Three. Sick. Now, so now knocked up versus Camp Rock. Mm. This is so I'm going to continue with the. This is forty. No, actually, no. I'm going to continue with the knocked up that um, Catherine Heigl and Ben mm-hmm. Ben Stone mm-hmm. has their their daughter is now eighteen. Of course. And like aging in real life is, is about 18 as well. And six to, actually 16. This is a prime camp rock age. Yeah. And so they, she she wants to go Can I suggest to a title for this camp movie? Rock. Yeah. Can it rocked be called up. Rocked Up? <laughs> yeah. And so they, they go, but they're, they've become quite overprotective as parents, mm-hmm. like- and you know now that they're little, the little girls, growing up, and and you know especially you think about like Ben, he's gonna, he doesn't expect that he's going to be the best role model for this kid, and he knows what he would have done at a school like that, because mm. um, you know Camp Rock teens would have just been fucking all the time, mm. and so he insists on him and Allison getting jobs at camp rock to keep an eye on their little baby girl do we get a name for the baby i don't think i so. believe the baby's called knocked up 
I think that's why the movie's called that. Yeah, yes, yeah, the titular child. Uh, yeah, and so eventually it's just, and, and it's it's the, the, the theme of the film would essentially be l- learning that, you know, you guys didn't have parents like this and you both turned out a writing you need to let your kid be on a little bit of a longer leash mm. and make the same mistakes you did growing up. Mm. It's Judd Apatow directing this? Yes. Right. So, so it's 20 minutes too long. It's 20 minutes too long and there'll be an implicitly anti-female vibe about the whole thing like, yeah yeah like the and words the characters say are progressive things and like left-leaning ideas but in their act in the actions of the direction and the filmmaker there's this mm. vibe that women are wrong yeah 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 nice who and and who would be the the in place of the jonas brothers um i don't know who is isn't um paul rudd's character like a music guy yeah, yeah. So he probably, he probably, he probably is Who a fun was, little cameo. There was a character in This Is 40 that was a real-life musician, wasn't he? Yeah, like Billy Joe Armstrong's in This Is 40. Yeah, yeah. James Taylor is in yeah. This Is 40. Yeah, it's James Taylor instead of the Jonas Brothers, <laughs> the headline. And like, but it's still like they're treated like sex symbols. Mm. Um, the, the baby girl from Knocked Up um, sings a song. James Taylor overhears it mm. and then sings a song that just like perfectly meshes yeah. with it at the end, at the final jam. Both lyrically and thematically. Yeah. Yeah. Great stuff. All right. Well, um, I, I want to do for a final round, one that I think would be fun is, and we both sort of get a similar thing because one franchise that we did cover that contained a lot of crossovers was Scooby-Doo. And so I think that if we do one, we both start with Scooby-Doo and then we just get one other franchise each to cross over with. And we, you know, what would the mystery be? Yeah. Sounds good. In Scooby-Doo meets. So you're getting Scooby-Doo meets. 136. I'm getting Scooby-Doo meets. (laughs) This is so boring. (laughs) Maybe you should give me another one. Unless... Scooby-Doo meets Romancing the Stone. Well, you get one swap. Are you going to swap it? I'm going to swap it. You have to stick with whatever you get. Yeah, I'll I'll stick with whatever I get. 108. Scooby-Doo meets the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we've already had that, so let's let's, give you another one. I mean, it was a different one. It was the... you You got the remake, I got the original. Oh. Well... Okay, do you want do you want to keep the original or you can do Rise of the Planet of the Apes? I want to do Scooby Doo meets the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay, so and I've got 59. 59. Hmm. So I get Scooby Doo meets Scary Movie. <laughs> I'm going to use my one swap. Okay. 152. Scooby Doo meets Machete. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Alrighty, so Scooby-Doo uh, meets the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Listen, <laughs> there's a central... All I've come up with is a central joke that the whole thing... Mm. The rest of it, you like, it's very easy to just pitch Scooby-Doo-related antics, right? If you imagine yeah, yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but the gang are there and there's a bunch of different jokes, maybe they get killed. Riverfish? Yeah, Riverfish. But here's the joke, right? Is that at the end they have Leatherface bound and they take his mask off, only to reveal he's still horrific. <laughs> right? <laughs> I've never seen that in Scooby Doo. They take off the mask and they're like, "Whoa, put it back on." <laughs> mm. so, the closest we got was the like was a stage fright where he's like, mm. "Don't look at me, I'm hideous," because <laughs> he's been in a funhouse mirror for thirty years. <laughs> that's a good gag. Uh, all right so that's that's scooby-doo meets leatherface okay and what was my second franchise again so i forgot um wasn't it scary movie or did you swap no i swapped you swapped to machete machete yeah, yeah yeah well is it machete's an interesting one because it already has like ties to children's entertainment mm. and so it's not completely out of the realm of possibility that would go back and also danny trejo is absolutely the kind of guy who would show up mm-hmm. in a scooby-doo movie and so he i think probably that, has i reckon yeah. we just don't remember yeah and so i think that yeah it would be it, it would have to get outlandish like it would be you know they go they arrive at some somewhere in mexico and machete teams up with them to fight some you know what what initially seems like a very grounded sort of mystery 
um, to to pull a page out of the Far Cry Six DLC featuring Danny Trejo, you're protecting Danny Trejo's taco truck, um, which sounds like a racial stereotype, but he actually has a taco truck, and um, I and he's actually in the game, so it's like you know he at least signed off on this somehow. Mm-hmm. So yeah, something like that, and then turns out that there's like freaking robots involved and like Mm. you know like robocop type robots okay nice well i can tell you that um danny trejo was in the fifth in a series of director video short scooby-doo films this one was called scooby-doo ghastly goals in which he plays the villain named reynaldo and his only the character's only appearance um yeah man nice nice work i reckon uh i didn't give you points for knocked for rocked up i'm gonna give you 10 points for that and for this one i'm sorry i'm gonna have to give you minus 100 points because (laughs) i get to choose and that means i win all right i actually i didn't give you any points for your last one so i'm gonna give you minus a billion points (laughs) no Uh, well thank right, you let for... us know what you thought at home maybe this is a fun game you can play in the discord mm. someone someone who's real good at discord set up a bot where you go like slash rand franchise rand French. and it gives you Frandom. and it gives you a random how have we never suggested frandom before oh yeah if you enjoyed, and then we can talk about our fans as being the Frandom fandom. Yeah, and we can get like Fran Drescher to to shout us out on cameo or something. She, she can't. Yeah, she yeah. can't actually act on the picket line. Yeah, she's the head of SAG or whatever, so she's yeah. not going to be doing any acting anytime soon. Actually, <laughs> is cameo a scabbing? No, I don't, surely not. Because you're not, not promoting anything. Yeah, yeah, and you're not um, acting. Yeah, yeah, true. Uh, okay, well, uh, thank you very much for listening, to everybody. I hope you enjoyed this fan-suggested episode. Thank you very much, Hayden, for such a fun topic. Uh, yeah, we should definitely play it in the Discord or play it on the podcast again sometime. We always say that. I don't think we've ever repeated a game, though. We've we've always do games. Well, no one's ever liked any of them. <laughs> um, if you like this podcast, please consider following us on all the places. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Cole Popsy. You can join the Discord we were talking about in the show notes, uh, or you can donate if you'd like to at Patreon.com/slash Cole We get a bunch of podcasts that are eventually going to come out uh, on there, and you also get to give us something to talk about in the post-credit scene, which is coming at you after this music ends. Kakite ano, thank you very much for listening, uh, and we'll see you on the flippity flop as we say in New Zealand <laughs> welcome along to the post credit scene this is a segment at the end of each episode if you donate $5 or more at patreon.com slash you get to give us something to talk about in this the post credit scene Richard tell me what the fuck it is and who the fuck is it from Today's comment is from Nick Gallagher, who says, Do you have a movie that you vaguely remember watching as a kid that seems like a bit of a fever dream? Like, I remember a movie about a cop who gets a chip in his head so that he can talk to his dog. Chip cop, yeah. Uh, yes, yeah. I have a great answer for this. Yeah. You ready for my great answer? Or do you want to go first yeah. in case my answer's better? Uh, I, I don't have movies specifically, but I have a few TV shows that I, the main one I can remember, and it's like, I have, I think I've found this before, but it's like a guy who like falls into a gigantic top hat and there is like a, a town underneath there. And I think the show is the name of the town. Oh, yeah, top hat town. Yeah. Um, I, so <laughs> I have this, like, this is something I've never vocalized before. But when people talk about, like, how many movies have you seen in your life? And you go on Letterboxd, right? And it's like, yeah, you know, you've seen 2,000 movies or whatever. And it's like, but what, how, I don't remember every movie I've seen, you know? Mm. And whenever I would think of the fact that I didn't remember every movie I'd seen, I would, I would cast my mind back. I reckon I would have been six, maybe five. And I remember going into someone's house. I don't remember who, why I was there, who I was there with. But they were watching this movie um, about a boy that uh, gets sucked into a like alternate dimension through a whirlpool beneath a sewer grate. Like he's crossed. Oh yeah, sucked boy. It's sucked boy. Yeah, they're crossing over. The kids are daring each other to cross over this like narrow pipe above this whirlpool, and he falls in and goes to um, another universe. 
Uh, and I was thinking, you know, because I'm never going to know what that movie was. So how can I ever truly say how many movies I've seen? And that was one of the only things I remembered about it. Anyway, fast forward. So let's say that happened in 2000 or maybe like 1999, right? Fast forward to 2021. I'm watching TikTok uh, and this guy is doing a TikTok singing about this movie. And this was the movie. This thing I never wow. even asked someone to help me figure out was given to me by the universe. It was called, I think it's called Warriors of Virtue. And the funniest thing about it is that this movie is about a boy that goes to a dimension where the pri- the like main life force there, the main like the the equivalent to humans, are like kangaroo humanoids that know kung fu. And isn't it funny that I didn't remember any of that? Like, I didn't <laughs> yeah. remember this very specific thing. I think it's called Warriors of Virtue, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, anyway, I never rewatched it or anything, but the way he was talking about it, and I was like, 1997 this movie came out. A yeah. Hong Kong film with kangaroo people. There's a sequel. It's got a sequel. Oh my God, it's a franchise! Ring, ring, my, ring, my ding the bell! My other ones that like... <laughs> Um, and, and so much like Fever Dreams are just the films that it's like, I know I watched this a bunch as a kid. Um, mm. There's A Simple Wish, mm. which has Mara Wilson and Martin Short in it. Mm-hmm. And there's a bit where he has no bones and he falls down the stairs. And it's like, and I remember being, I, I'd like last year talking about, oh, this movie and being like, there's this one scene I remember. And then I looked up the film and it's the poster for the film as well. <laughs> and then there's uh, The Mommy Market or like- yes trading mom it's, it's called like trading moms or something like you that are, elsewhere in the you world you are blowing my mind dude i remember mommy market and um do you ever watch don't tell mom the babysitter's dead i'm aware of it that's another thing. warriors of virtue mommy market film yeah the uh the mommy market is andre the giant's final film appearance do you know what we're talking about do you know what kind of film we're talking about here yeah. it's the colgate what? saturday night feature type film oh yeah that's exactly what it is these really like low budget kids movies that we didn't realize were low budget when we saw them um this is the this Indian is what, in the cupboard yeah this is what it says for the plot of warriors of virtue um leading them to a water plant ryan is told he needs to cross a narrow pipe to sign his name on the wall of of graffiti ignoring chucky's protests ryan attempts to cross but a water pipe opens up and throws ryan into the water ryan wakes in a strange forest and is attacked by assailants who are drawn off by a creature from the lake as he escapes he realizes his leg works Uh, that must be some kind of uh, oh, he, has, he suffers a disability. Okay. Uh, he meets a dwarf like man named Mudlap before a beautiful girl named Elisa drives him off. Um, here we go. He meets four four of the five warriors of, of virtue, anthropomorphic kangaroos, each representing an element. So there's a wood kangaroo, a fire kangaroo, an earth kangaroo, and a, a metal kangaroo. Of course, the fourth element, metal. Yeah. Should we cut there? <laughs> Doug Jones, isn't it? 